Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Holidays. Everybody is talking about holidays. Staycations, going away on holidays. Mial Martin keeps delaying the inevitable, which is the green list that everybody's waiting for. They've already published the green list in Northern Ireland, which essentially means you could go to Belfast, fly out of Belfast and not quarantine if you didn't want to. But questions remain about the workplace implications of the government's green list of countries. And this is according to an employment law solicitor, Richard Grogan, and he joins me on the line. Richard, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Matt. It is a complicated situation, because let's say, for example, I decide to go to somewhere in the green list. Now, Michal is, is dragging his heels and he hasn't produced the green list yet. Uh, he's delaying it. But let's just say Spain is on it. And I head off to Spain on my holly bags and I come back. Realistically, my boss could probably say to me, oh, well, listen, you need to quarantine, even though there's no quarantine period for health and safety reasons, I imagine. Yeah, this is the issue that's coming up. And the, the, the question is, comes on the green list. The, the problem that you have is that if you have an employer and somebody goes on holidays abroad, you don't know where they've gone. So you don't know whether they've gone to a green list country, which will not include Spain, by the way, uh, or that they've actually gone to Spain. And there's a lot of concern from employers and other staff in businesses that somebody comes back and they bring COVID-19 back into the workplace. Mm-hmm. Because remember, you've been on a plane for two hours or three hours uh, six inches away from somebody else. Yeah. And the health advice here in, in, in Ireland is that you should be two metres apart from everybody. But see, the problem is the state is finding it difficult to legislate this, right? Uh, at the moment, it's an advisory uh, not to go unnecessary travel, etc., which will probably remain in place even when the green list is there. So on one hand, they're telling us you can go because the flights are available. But on the other hand, they're saying, well, but we'd rather you didn't, uh, which is quite complicated from an employment law point of view, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a very simple solution to this, and that is uh, the same thing as applies with Michal Martin. He's an essential worker, uh, but he, going out to Brussels, he had to be tested before he went out to Brussels. When he came back, he had to be tested as well. So really, there's a very simple thing. Testing. You, testing, yeah. And, I've said it a million times, Richard, but nobody's listened to me. No, I mean, no. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, the answer on it is, uh, in other countries they're doing it, you pay... 70 euros and you sit around in the airport for six or seven hours before you can leave or you pay the 200 uh, euro quick one and you're out within within an hour and a half, two hours. And, and that would be something that would uh, allay an awful lot of fears. You get the test, you have to pay for the test. Now, now we, what, by the way, can I point out, Richard, that we, you know, according to the chief medical officer, the deputy chief medical officer, very few cases of COVID-19 are being brought into Ireland. I think it's only a 3% or something. It's really small, right? So the risk is quite low at the moment, because obviously there isn't that much travel going on. They're down by 95%. But I suppose what you're kind of saying is what they've done in other countries is they have somebody there, you're getting off the plane, they check temperatures. Anybody who's coming from a high-risk country or anybody who checks a temperature that could be quite high, brought off to a room, given a test, 70 euro, please, or whatever it is, 200 euro, depending on you want to wait for. Your test goes back negative, off you go, have a good time, test goes back positive, off you go to quarantine. So that should be it. Should that, it should be that simple, shouldn't it? It is, and it's. Uh, and by the way, the test is not just taking your temperature. They actually do the full COVID-19 No, 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 no. I mean, I, mean I, I don't see the problem is, and I know in some countries what they're doing is, it's, it's difficult to envisage testing everybody because the administration involved in that, particularly at the, you know, at the moment, that wouldn't be difficult because you've only got 5% of the average travel. But when we get back to, say, a summer season, I'm talking about getting back to a normality, say, next year, and back to a summer season where you've got thousands of people going to an airport every day, that might be unachievable. So I think to reduce the risk as much as we possibly can by testing temperatures or people coming from high-risk countries, say, like Brazil uh, at the moment, or, or indeed the United Kingdom, um, well, what we should be saying is those people are automatically tested or anybody with a temperature from any other flight will be, should be tested. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with you. Look, the, the, the problem on this is, and it's a really serious problem for uh, employers and employees, somebody brings COVID-19 back into a workplace after they've been on holidays. Now, it can come in anyway, but this is a risk that you would say as an employer is an avoidable risk. And in those circumstances, that business has to close. Uh, and if that business closes it may never reopen again. And that's people, everybody, are getting a redundancy certificate, an RP50, because somebody wanted to go on a sun holiday. Now, but, but yeah, but, yeah, but the, the other argument is, Richard, that people are as likely uh, in some countries to get it here as they would be to get it abroad. And I find that this 
kind of attaches a stigma to people. I mean, we didn't have a stigma, for example, when the flu, of course, which we all seem to have forgotten about. Um, it did affect a lot of people and people died of the flu every year. Obviously not like COVID-19. I'm not comparing the two. But I'm saying there was no stigma attached to that. If somebody came in, like I got the flu here last year, I ended up off work for a week. I was in bed literally with pneumonia. I was nearly end, ended up in hospitalised. But I got it off somebody else in the building and sadly I passed it on to my producer who ended up off work for three or four weeks. But there was no stigma attached to that. But we seem to be stigmatising people for just going to work and unfortunately maybe catching something. Right. The position on flu is, now, there's about 580 people a year die of flu in Absolutely, Ireland. Yeah. So it's quite a high number. But you get flu, you, you're at home for a week, you get over it, you get back, and you're, you're, you're probably fine a week later. Now, the position at the present time is we have the information on nurses, nurses who got it, a third of them, a third of them at the present time have ongoing fatigue issues. So this is, a, this is not just uh, something that you get, and then you get over it and you move on. This is something that can have life-threatening and life-changing impacts even when you survive it. Is, is uh, there, from an employment point of view, is there litigation issues then for employ, employers that, you know, if you're working in a big department store and somebody comes in and infects five people, or as they did yesterday with 20 people on a construction site, can we see people starting to sue their employers? I, I, I think the answer is yes, you are going to see people going to sue. Now, it is only going to be in the cases where somebody has had a very serious uh, effect of it or they have ongoing problems. But the issue that employers are going to be looking at and other employees, because nobody wants to get ill, you know, getting a, a compensation check is not the same as your life being such that you find it difficult walking down the street afterwards and you're 25 or you're 35 years of age. So, you know, the compensation check is not the way of looking at it. But employers have to look at where the risk is. Now, you, everybody has to walk around in Dublin or uh, in Cork or in Galway. That's part and parcel of life. They have to be told what the, what the advice is. But an employer is saying, here is somebody that's coming back that's been in very close contact with other people for hours. Mm-hmm. That is a real risk, and I have got to stop that risk coming into my into my workplace as best I, as best but I can. But how far does that go for an employer? Because even if you weren't going on holidays, you might have a Jack the Lad working for you or a Mary the Girl, because I don't want to be sexist, who goes out of the weekend and meets a million people in Temple Bar and has, a, has the crack, And whereas most people are quite average. But there, there can be people who are very outgoing. I mean, are we to start monitoring people's activities when they're not in work? Is that going to be all part and parcel of the, the new normal, inverted commas? It, it, it very much depends on, I mean, this is the discussion that we haven't had, but the issue on it is, uh, you're in a radio station, uh, I don't know how many people are in there, but it could be 40, 50 Very limited, people. man, they're, they're known. There hasn't right. been that many people in here in about six months. All right, so, yeah, but, but 10 sorry, people. You're 10 people at the moment, but that's at the moment. But before this, there was a large number of people. And oh, there would have been 100, back, yeah. Yeah, so when you get back into a proper workplace scenario, uh, and you bring this in, that's potentially 100 people who could get this illness. And it's a disease, not an illness, it's a disease. Mm-hmm. And employers will be saying, there are basic health and safety issues that people have to comply with. And you now have to be saying, look, this is part and parcel of your job, that you take care. And remember, employees have a duty themselves. Employers have a duty to their employees, but employees equally have a duty to every other employee. Every other employee. So that they don't that they don't do anything which would cause somebody else to get ill or cause an injury to somebody. But, but there's going to be a lot of lying going on because I only noticed Jesse and I said that we were talking about it here yesterday, having a bit of a laugh. That every single you know year, every day in work, somebody's always kind of, oh, jeez, I think I'm coming down with something, or you know. We, this year we've noticed nobody's been sick. Either that or they're just not telling anybody. So people are not actually telling each other anymore when they're feeling. Irish people were great for telling each other how unwell they felt. But now we don't tell anybody. There's all Again, I come back to this idea that there's almost a stigma attached to even having a cough or a cold. Which, by the way, you can still get coughs and colds and flus. You know, So there's almost like a stigma attached to that as well in the workplace, isn't there? I, I, I don't think so. I think now people are, are saying, uh, you know, saying, look, if, you, if you're not feeling well... If you have any of the symptoms, do not come here. Do not come into the workplace. Do not bring it in. And uh, employers and employees are being a lot more careful. And, and it's there because they want to protect their jobs. They want to protect the business. They don't want to see that business close. 
And now there is no stigma on turning around and saying... But, but Richard, way, going forward, and I understand, you know, they're all talking about a new normal. Um, psychologically, I find it difficult to accept a new normal. I like the old normal, to be honest with you, better. But however, we all did. We uh, all do. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But, I mean, going forward, I mean, we can't have a situation where every time somebody feels a little unwell, they don't go to work. Sure, the economy wouldn't survive that. Because during the, during the cold season, I mean, between October and February, people do go to work with a bit of a sniffle or a bit of a snot nose or and they'd be blowing their nose every now and again I mean people have gone to, it's not it's not done they're not bedridden they just you know feel a little bit down under the weather but they still have to go to work I, I, I think that when you're looking at workplaces now going forward uh, it's going to be if you're not feeling well you go and see your GP if your GP says you can go into work that's fine if not don't come into work uh, it's that serious the, 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 the issue that, that you have is you have got a building site that has been open now at this stage couldn't be more than two weeks. Mm-hmm. And you've got 20 people down with it. Now, and that building site has closed. So all the workers on that building site now are probably on layoff. That's the reality that we're de- dealing with. Yeah, you know, but the, talk- it is important to point out the median age was 43 years of age and the majority of all those people were in work. So we can only assume that they weren't too unwell at the time. No. So, it's, so it's important to point out, Richard, and I, and I do have to point this out all the time, that the majority of people that get COVID-19 have no long-term side effects. The majority of people that get COVID-19 don't end up in hospital and particularly at the age of 43. I'm delighted in some sense to hear they're 43 and not 73 because that would be very, you know, that would obviously have a bit of a mortality to go with it. 43, very unlikely that anybody's going to end up in hospital or die. The issue in relation to this is uh, fewer will die and fewer will end up in hospital at that age, but they will still end up uh, there or some of them will end up there. The issue for an employer is that if COVID-19 gets into a workplace and somebody's been within two metres of other people for more than 15 minutes, which they shouldn't be anyway in the workplace, then they have to self-isolate as well. And if it gets into a workplace, the difficulty on it is that you may have to close that workplace. And if it's a shop, and it's a shop local to you, and that shop closes because of COVID-19, are you going to be happy going in there in 14 days' time? Maybe you will, maybe you won't. Some will, some won't. But that's going to put businesses that are already under pressure under even more pressure. Okay, so, so I'm an employer, and I come to you, and I say, Richard, because you're, you're, my, um, you're my legal advisor when it comes to employment law, I need to make up a public po- or a, uh, employment policy here in relation to holidays and where people can and can't go, and this green list obviously is out today, Richard. So um, what, would you, uh, uh, what would you recommend? Would you recommend that I just say to staff, you shouldn't be leaving the country? End of. Uh, end of. You go out of the country. Um, what you can do is, if you're an employer, you can say, I want five weeks' notice of you going on holidays, and I want to know if you're going abroad. And if you're going abroad, and, that no matter abroad, where you're going, you have to isolate when you come back. Uh, you have to isolate when you come back. And sure, you but there'll be no point in going away. You're not going to give somebody four weeks off, <laughs> four weeks' holidays. Well, well they, can have, they can either take two weeks extra of their holidays, which is their, their entire holidays go when they come back because they're on holidays at home, or it's unpaid leave. And if somebody says, well, I'm not happy with that, I think there will be employers who will say, well, I'm not happy having you back into the workplace. But there's a a bit of a mix-up in law here because, realistically, people do have freedom and liberty to some extent. Uh, At the moment, I know that is restricted. But they do have an entitlement to leave the country and go on holidays. And as an employer, where would you legally stand as an employer restricting um, your staff from leaving the country without all of those restrictions that you're referring to? Um, the reality on it is the employee may have a claim against you for those two weeks as um, as wages. But you're, you can be turning around and saying, well, you, I'll see you in the WRC. And I don't think that the WRC is going to say that in those circumstances the employer wasn't being reasonable. They were taking a health and safety uh, approach, and that was a health and safety risk and a reasonable risk recognised by the employer. Because the employer would say that person was definitely not, if they were flying two metres apart, for, from everybody at all times and for uh, two and a half hours or three hours they were definitely six inches apart Alright well look Richard I think this is going to be very complicated for employers for the future right? I, don't, I think you're going to be a busy man Richard that's all hopefully. I know <laughs> hopefully. Thank, you for having, thank you for having me on and hopefully we'll get this we'll get rid of COVID-19 and we won't be having this uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. well listen thank you very much indeed. Richard Grogan from Grogan and Associates Solicitors and it is very very complicated Anthony you're on Classic Hits Anthony would you have an issue with a colleague going away on holidays
absolutely not. And I'm sick of this new abnormal. I don't call it abnormal. Normal. I call the, it the new normal. The new abnormal. Mm. Because, I, go ahead, like yeah. I was just saying to Helena there, I could go for a, a test is fine. I could go for a test today, or you could, or Helena could, or anybody could, and it could be clear. But that doesn't mean that I couldn't pick it up tomorrow or the day after. So unless you're going to test everybody every day of the week, mm-hmm. and even if a vaccination comes out, what's to say that it's not going to be like the flu virus that mutates every year and it, it doesn't cover everything, even if you get a vaccine? I, know, I understand what you're saying, and I think this is going to be, because I understand what Richard was saying too, from an employer's point of view, the Health and Safety Act, you, you know, there's a, there's a bit of a contradiction and um, the employer has an obligation to the health and safety of all his workers and colleagues. And if the employer can justify saying to staff, you're not allowed to leave the country, he may have the right to do so. And I find that, I mean, it goes against everything we believe in and our freedoms and everything else, particularly when the government is saying, well, you can go away to certain countries. It just seems very complicated, if you ask me. No, I don't really think an employer would have the right to tell somebody Well, that. I know, I know an employer who's already said that to somebody. Oh, well, I think that's a friend great. of mine has been told that they can't go on holidays and that if they do go on holidays and let's say the status of a country, which will be examined every two weeks, changes. Let's say you go to Portugal. Let's just say that's on the list. And you go yeah. over there for two weeks. And while you're there, the status of the country changes because the infection rate goes up. And when you come back, you have to isolate. You're fired because you can't take another two weeks off work and they'll replace you. I think it's absolute rubbish. And I, I hate that expression, the new normal. I call it the new abnormal. And I mean, to tell you how contradictory it is, down here in Cork, the Blarney Stone is open again and people are going kissing the Blarney Stone. <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, like, I, uh, and you can't go on holidays, but you can kiss a manky old bit of stone. That's how yeah, you can kiss a manky. You can kiss a manky as well. I'm looking at something. This is Bylan. Uh, compliance is a conditioned response created by the Catholic Church and it's all shame based and if you can't be, uh, be perfect don't try anything uh, that's the Irish Catholic way says Steve yes I do believe Steve you're right in the sense that I believe there's a stigma being attached to people um, who do something different to everybody else in other words there's half the country are terrified and full of hysteria and the other half just want to get on with it and get on with life so there's kind of two cohorts of people here and yeah. I think certainly there is a case that there's a stigma being attached uh, where it, it's kind of us and them, isn't it? Yeah, it that people are fighting against each other now. Yeah, that contributor is exactly right. I'd agree with what he said. Okay, listen, if, if you want to send us a text, you can. The number's 087 That's 087 We want to know, would you have an issue with a fellow employee going away on holidays to Spain or Portugal or whatever countries happen to be on the green list when it's released? Uh, would you have an issue with them coming back to work? Do you have a problem with that? Some people are saying they would. Others are saying, absolutely, that's their business. I'm not going away, but if they want to go away, that's their business. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. People are texting in, by the way, civil servants have been told uh, that if they do go away on holidays, no matter whether it's a green country or a red country, that's what they have. They have a traffic light system, green, amber and red. If it's a green country or a red country or an amber country, whatever it must be, you still have to isolate for 14 days when you get back and you're not getting paid. Now, that is going to be a problem. Um, because I don't believe legally your employer should have the right. Now, I know Richard Grogan said they do under health and safety, uh, the Health and Safety Act. I don't believe your employer should have the right to turn around to you. If you've gone to a country that the state has designated to be safe because you've as much chance of catching it there as you have here. Actually, in some countries like Greece, you've less chance of catching it in those countries as you would here. Remember, by the way, the possibility of getting COVID-19. And it's important that we remind people of this constantly all the time, of you getting COVID-19 and being sick. I mean, to the point of needing hospitalisation or anything like that, are so infinitesimally small that it's not worth being too concerned about. So, I mean, we have to take that into consideration too. And it's important that we point that out. Uh, let me go to Helen. Helen, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Helen? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Good. Helen, would you have a problem with people going away on holidays and coming back to your workplace? Yeah, I would actually, because I actually cancelled my holiday for the same reason. So that's a begrudgery um, thing then, isn't it? Well, Just because oh, you cancelled yours, everybody else should cancel theirs. If I can't go, they're not going. <laughs> no, we don't. No, no, for me, I cancelled due to my health risk issues. Okay. Now, I'm not, I'm not, let's say, over 80, or I'm not in the, let's say, ageism um, cocooning age. Okay. However, I do live with an 80-year-old as well. 
Yeah. But it is more for my own health risks at the age of 39. I'm a high-risk person because of three symptoms that I have that will be on the list to get this. So as much as you're saying going to other countries and let's say they're the same as being here, you're still traveling on a plane through an airport and being very close to people for longer than 15 minutes. But you could say so the same. I went to a restaurant at the weekend. Does that put me in a yes. risk category to come near you? Well, to be honest with you, yes, it would. But but, you're, but, 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 but are we all to restrict our lives, distancing. Helen? I mean, I, but I, there is social distancing happening in, well, in most, let's say, restaurants. And that's what they're supposed to be. And yeah. hairdressers and things like that. So for me, you know, let's say in, in a restaurant. Look, I have family members that went to a restaurant. I do keep the distance with them to a certain extent of the two metres and things like that. But in a workplace, it's a little bit harder because you have lifts to share, you have stairs to share, you might have canteens to share. You know, you can't always avoid some of the, the circumstances of being coming close to somebody within the workplace. Okay, so when, when... Currently, I'm working okay, from home. Okay, let me so, ask you a question. Okay, so when yeah. do you when do you think it's okay? Because... According to an interview I heard this morning, there was a bit of a green uh, shoot there yesterday because we were talking about vaccines and the possibility of one. But the interview I heard this morning was quite grim. And um, the person who's actually leading the way in relation to this vaccine, you still could be looking at five years, right? So forget about the vaccine. Mm. Just forget about it. There's no point in talking yeah. about it until, until it's here, right? Sure. And, and yeah. we may never get a vaccine, by the way, right? So yeah, let's say yeah. let's say there's no vaccine for the moment, right? Mm-hmm. At what point would you accept people being able to go away on holidays? Well, this is that, you know, that is the tricky one, as in with regards to, look, as far as I'm concerned, if I was to go to a hotel, even over here now, because they're open, then you have people coming in from Dallas and places like that, which have obviously have higher, let's say, rates than, than what we have. Me personally, I think that places like that should have total no travel at all to this country while they're still very high. With regards to the workplace side of it, Yes, I, I get what you're saying when they go to the ones on the same wavelength of, let's say, 10 cases and things like that. But, you know, I know people that were in laboratories working with viruses like this, and they didn't wash their hands. And people are laxadaisian on the whole, washing hands, you know. Is that, is that not part and parcel of being a human being, that people do make mistakes, they don't always wash oh. their hands? Sure, I, I, before COVID-19, I used to talk about fellas going into toilets and not even washing their hands coming out. And I personally don't touch the doors of toilets, right? Sure. No, okay, no, so, right. so people, human beings do make mistakes. Human beings do sneeze every now and again. And I've often done it myself, a sneeze catches you out. You know what I mean? You, you don't even feel it coming. So. Yeah, so yeah. those kind of things happen on a regular basis. And that's the mm-hmm. risk we take as human beings. Would you not accept some of that? I do accept some of it. I do think, obviously, the masking is important too. So it depends what they bring in, like, w- within the workplace. I mean, I work in an office. But in the workplace, are they going to say that when I come back to the building that I need to be wearing a mask? I mean, I mean you, would you be able to sit? Would you be able to sit and work all day wear, to wear yeah, a mask? I wouldn't. I, I couldn't. Well, it. now in fairness, the job, the job I do, I couldn't wear a mask in fairness. I mean, so. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you could, you just wouldn't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> but when I'm out of the studio, I couldn't imagine myself, Helen, sitting and work all day wearing a mask. I just couldn't. I'd be so uncomfortable. I wouldn't like it. I, I'm not saying I would totally like it. I went to Specsavers, I had to wear it for an hour or whatever I was in there for. You know, mm. I, I felt sorry for the employees. Because obviously they have to wear it all day. And I was like, Jesus, you know, could I do this? Not, I wouldn't really like to be doing it. However, for what we've got, we have to start thinking it is serious. You know, it's still not gone yet. We don't want to get it back. And it, to get things back to reasonably normality. No, nobody's going on holidays as far as you're concerned. Well, okay, we'll stay, we'll stay there for a second, Helen, please. Let me just go to Tony. Tony, you're on Classic Kids. Tony, there no, you go. Yeah. Helen obviously feels she's in a vulnerable situation because of uh, whatever um, symptoms she personally has herself. I don't know what, what, it, what it is that she has. But the point is, there are many people out there with asthma, diabetes, other things who believe they're vulnerable. I mean, Tony, would you have a problem with somebody going away on holidays? No, um, if the government are going to lock down this holidays, lock it down. Because if, if you went to Spain, let's say, yeah. you meet somebody out in Spain that's from America. Yeah. Yeah, or I'm Germany or anywhere, world. yeah, yeah. Yeah, anywhere you go on holidays and meet other people from around the world. Yeah. Either you do it, I don't do it at all. But I honestly, God, think I've met about, I'd say about 200 people in the past month or two, right? 200 people in the past month. And every one I've asked, uh, did I know anybody died from coronavirus? Question I ask everybody. Yeah. Do you know anybody Nobody who had it? 
Nobody, anyone who died from the coronavirus. Oh, died? I don't know anyone died from it now. No, I nobody know. knows. I met no. I I listen. I'm I know people. Who, I know three people who've had it. Yeah, but I've I met know three people that have died from it. I, you know, yeah, three people who have died with. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, but Niall. Were they? They were. I'm assuming they the were in care homes or something like that. Were they? Hell? Government no, are they after were, making no. the biggest hymns of their life. Now the insurance companies have taken over the whole business. It's the government have started a role that was no need to start. Right, we got a two-week lockdown. We knew we hadn't got it. We should have been on left go and do our own business. Two weeks? You're joking, it was weeks. three months. Yeah, but we got two weeks first, and we are locked down after two weeks. This is my opinion, anyway. This okay. is what I done. After two weeks, I said, we didn't get the coronavirus, so everybody should have been allowed mix. And if you want to lock down the airport, lock down the airport. I know somebody came in from Poland, drove all the way across. Yeah, the but country. somebody did text in earlier on and wants to know, is Poland going to be on the green list? Now, Poland is already on the green list for Northern Ireland, which means essentially, legally, somebody could fly into Northern Ireland from yeah. Poland, not it's isolate working. and come to Dublin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you see, if you're going to do... And okay, well, let me, well, actually, let me ask Helen very quickly about that. Helen, Northern Ireland have already given a green list of over 58 countries <laughs> that you can go to, including yeah. uh, Poland and many other countries, right? New Zealand yeah. and all those countries. So do you, do you believe that we should have a border stopping people coming from Northern Ireland down to oh. Ireland? <laughs> Helen, because, because they can do it anyway. <laughs> Sorry, Helen. Go ahead. If, if we have our own rules in Ireland, yes, it, it should be. And I know they have been doing it. It would then. Well, of course it would. But I mean... For me, would you like to be the one standing on the road? Would you like to be the one standing on the road in a uniform stopping them? <laughs> I, say, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't I like that job. Anyway. I wouldn't no. like to do that job. But stay there. Let me go to Fran. Fran, you're on Classic Kids. Fran, I mean, do you believe Fran that people should go on holidays, or would you judge somebody? Well, first of all, let's start looking at the facts. Yeah. The facts. People the ignore them. The figures were <laughs> Who had actually covert? Who actually died of covert? Covid, yeah, yeah. Covid, right? <laughs> so we're working on figures which are not actually correct. No. So right. then they're basing all their information on incorrect figures. So how can they come up with these idiotic ideas? Like, I mean, see, Helen is worried. She doesn't want. She doesn't. If you were working with Helen, Fran, and you decided to go away to Spain or Portugal or a country that might be on a green list, for example, she doesn't want yeah. to work with you when you come back. She thinks you should isolate. Well, for then two let weeks. Helen stay at home if she's that concerned. Oh. Well, why should I stay at home and not? Because you're the one who's concerned. He's not doing anything yes, wrong. But, is the point he's making? But, but at the same yeah. time, if if you went, maybe I mean, look, if employees are, could go and get a COVID test and they come back and then come to work nice. and show that they haven't done it, why, or why temperatures should, were taken getting on the plane away? and temperatures taken when they got off plane. Well, temperatures are not really a why, way to tell. But go on, yes, yeah, what are you why saying? Should any, why should anybody who's going away have to answer for something that they're not? That's not illegal. Just to, we say, or oh, your mind. No, it's not illegal, but we're in a the pandemic. This is kind of outside the We're not in rules. a pandemic, you see. This is, this is all government information. So you believe that you shouldn't have to appease Helen and, no, her, and her ilk? No, or anybody <laughs> like, I mean, as I said, when the government come out with the true figures, not the moustache figures of everybody who that died had COVID, COVID-19. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at what the government has done from the start, to who? No masks. Yes, you have masks. Now, if you look at, we say, what they're saying on the likes of Irish Rail, children's under 13 do not have to wear a mask. So why aren't the schools back? Yeah, well, I know there's loads of, there's, there's, there's a lot of hypocrisy going around, a lot of contradictions, and I couldn't agree with you more. I have to take a break. Uh, loads and loads of people are texting in. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. I'll take a few more calls than that. Would you have a problem with somebody heading away on holidays? Would you have a problem with that? Let me know what you think. No, I'll tell you a scenario now. Um, my holidays are booked for the first two weeks in September. Um, the flights are paid for. Like, I wouldn't even consider going, but the only reason I'm considering going is because Ryanair won't give me back the money. They're saying the flights are going, so tough, like, which is wrong, like, you know what I mean? And, like, I take that money, the 500 quid that Ryanair owe me, and I'd, I'd, uh, I'd spend it in Ireland on a holiday in Ireland, but th- it's not going to happen, so what am I to do? Just suck it up, take the hit of 500 quid, not have a holiday? I don't think so. I, I, I'm going to go, like, if they say to France, which I don't, don't think it is, but if they say, in a couple of weeks' time, it's being revised and France is on the list, you can go. I'll be packing my bags and I'll be out of this kip. Because I've had enough. I've had enough. This crap can't have a bleeding point. You need to, have a, you need to buy a meal. 
and after being an hour and uh, 105 minutes get out, even though they're still eating. That happened to me last week. Joke, like. Absolute joke. Sick of this kid. <laughs> the anger in people and the frustration. I know your pain. I feel your pain. The frustration. I'm sick of this kid. Unfortunately, every other country is in the same position, isn't it? And they're all kips at the moment. But I feel your pain. There's a level of frustration, isn't there? And anger. And I, I can feel it. I want to go away on holidays too. I just want to go away. I'm sick of this kip too. Niall, I think half the problem is the information the government give out contradicts itself about a week later. And I think a lot of people are very frustrated, including myself. I'm supposed to be in the French Riviera at the moment for two oh, yeah. weeks. And obviously that didn't go ahead. So I think a lot of people are sick of this kip as that guy says. <laughs> the old kip, huh? Now Ireland is officially a kip. Okay, by the way, a little bit later on, I will be coming to a few more callers on that as well, but what is the best thing that you have ever bought in Lidl? Because Lidl, um, they're now open 20 years of celebrating their anniversaries. Knickers made from seaweed, trumpets, hot tubs, pizza ovens. Mike Hogan mentioned to me a while ago, by the way, that um, he was he went down to Lidl to get bread and he came out with flippers and a snorkel. So, what is the best thing, or possibly the worst and most useless thing, you have ever bought in Lidl? They have their kind of Thursdays, don't they, the sales. And they're celebrating 20 years in Ireland this Monday by looking back at some of its memorable uh, middle aisle items. Because they're always in the middle aisle. You know those weird kind of things, ski wear in Ireland. You can buy a set of skis in Lidl in the middle of the summer. Only in Ireland. Okay, I want to know. And getting back to holidays, would you have an issue with somebody going away on holidays and coming back to work. And a lot of people, by the way, texting about Helen who was on earlier. They said if Helen has a problem, she should stay at home. That she sounds like a bit of a buzzkill. Kaz, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Kaz? Hi, Niall. How are you doing? Good. Now, uh, you're cabin crew, are you? I am on cabin crew for Erlinga. All right, okay. So, and what's the story, by the way? Because obviously, you know, a plane is kind of limited in space at the moment. Do you have to wear a mask? We have to wear a mask from the minute we get out of the car in the car park. It's compulsory. You're not allowed into the airport unless you're wearing a mask. Okay, right. And, so and when, they are, did that they only are come in on Monday? Or was that, has that always been there? Is there it's, it's been in a couple of weeks, but it's, they're enforcing it because obviously the flight. Right. There's more flights going now in the airport. Get, there's a buzz in the airport again. Well, look, my heart goes place. out to you and all the staff of Aer Lingus. I could give out of Aer Lingus for another reason because we've loads of people texting us that they can't get their vouchers and get their money back. But that's not yeah. your department. That's Aer no. Lingus to deal with that. But I do have the greatest empathy and sympathy uh-huh. for the company as a whole because your yeah. business is tormented at the moment uh, with all this. So, it wh- is. I mean, flights, I'm assuming flights in and out are kind of half empty at the moment, are they? Um, I got on a flight yesterday to Faro. There was 51 people on board. No problem with social distancing. Everybody adhered to the mask. It is very, very hard and uncomfortable for passengers to wear a mask, but it is now a legal requirement. You sign, you sign, the, you, you sign away your rights that you basically, when you book the flight, you co- you're compelled to wear the mask. Okay. Um, I feel sorry for them because there's no service on board. Right, what do you mean no service? No service whatsoever. Bring your food. I advise people bring a blanket because the aircraft at the moment are freezing cold. Because it's they, oh, they, They're pumping in air from air. outside. Yeah, there's new filter systems gone into oh, the airbuses. And by God... So why, do you, can, can you not get a drink? Um, we give out three bottles of water if needed. But in the terminal at the moment, everything is not geared up for people going on, on holidays. So a lot of the restaurants are still closed. The bars are closed. There's no tea or coffee service. If you want a bottle of water, we will give you a bottle of water. So what happens if I want to eat something? I mean, you can bring bring your own food on board. But but you have to buy it, obviously, past the security checkpoint because you can't bring food and drinks through the security. Um, It it all depends on security. A lot of them are basically 100 mil. If you have a few kids, then yes, if it's only water, juice, they are are letting them bring them in. Um, You see little kids coming in with their little lunch boxes, their little school bags. Silver food, right, okay. because we have nothing. Um, just advise people before you come to the airport, read what you're told by the airline. You are instructed to bring your own food. We have no problem you bringing your own food. Just don't bring alcohol. Because obviously right, okay. Then are, are you, are you um, I'm not the word that wouldn't be excited, but are you optimistic about the green list, which is hopefully going to be released uh, in the next day or two? Now, Northern Ireland have already released theirs, which has 58 countries. I don't believe yeah. we'll have 58 countries on it. Well, I'd, I'd say we'd be lucky if we about five, five on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> being optimistic. Um, we are excited because obviously it's our jobs. And not only that, 
we have we have holidays coming up. We'd like to be able to go away and come back and not self isolate. We don't have to do it while we're on. So what, what are you going to do if your employer says? I mean, this is the problem now. I mean, the, the civil service have already said, or public sector workers have already been told, if you go away, no matter whether it's green or red, that you have to isolate and and you do it at your own expense. I mean, and because other the problem is other members of staff, as you know, the country is kind mm-hmm. of divided into there's those who are panicked out of their minds, and there are those who really want to just move on with life. So the, the the panicked out of the mind people are saying, you're not coming back to my workplace if you've been away in Faro or if you've been away in mm-hmm. Port or whatever it is even if it's on a green list I don't want you back in this workplace well not making those people a smart answer it's splitting the stones at the moment so who's monitoring all these people going to the beaches mm-hmm. they're not they're not social distancing no they're not so, how do you, so you're quite prepared to do little day trips around Ireland and think that you're in a little cocoon and you're not going to catch it mm-hmm. um, I spoke to a lady that's been travelling to Portugal for over 20 years her two kids were 10 and 12 and I said, where, where does self-isolation, how are you going to self-isolate now? You're coming back into Dublin. She had no problem doing it. She said, I work from home anyway, and my two kids can play out the back. And she said she felt absolutely 100% safer abroad than she does in Ireland at the moment. Because she said, it seems to be one rule for one society and another rule for other people. The and only thing I mean, I love going away on holidays, Cas, but yeah. the only thing, I, I, I don't want to go if I'm going to be going to a hospital ward. Do you understand? I don't want to be going yeah. to a country where I'm in a hotel where everyone's running around wearing masks and, and, I, you know, and there's all isolation going on and people are watching everything you're doing and you can't go anywhere. And yeah, These restrictions are in every country, as we know. In the restrictions most con- are in every country, but the way it's enforced in other countries, it's more like a, it was a military state in Lanzarote, for example. They went on total lockdown for 10 solid weeks. They were allowed out one hour per week to shop. They, they have no cases of COVID-19 for the last three months. But they still enforce, if you're going into a shop, you wear your mask. Go into a restaurant, until you reach your table or your table in a bar, you wear the mask. Then you do not have to wear your mask. If you can social distance 1.5 metres, you don't wear a mask. And you have to wear it out on the streets in Lanzarote? No, 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 no. you don't. Unless... It's a crowded area, then obviously, okay. which should be here in Ireland as well, but it's not being enforced. It, these are all, in Ireland, they're recommendations. They're not law. In Lanzarote, it's law. But see, unless, and what I'm hearing at the moment, and we had an employment law expert on the earlier on saying that the HSE, or should I say, laws of health and safety come first for a lot of employers, right? Mm-hmm. And if that continues, or this continues to go the way it's going at the moment, Ireland will be out of business in no time. Will. We won't be I mean, you can't, you can't be going on flights and having 50 people going to Faro. I mean, that's just not going to work in the long term. That's okay, in short the term. term. It's, not fe- it's not feasible. No, it's not. It's the not plane feasible. is not making any money getting off the ground. No, it's not. It's just keeping clocks going and keeping us... And keeping, keeping the clocks. motors running, yeah. essentially, yeah. Yeah, but, like, pe- people are going to go on holidays. The average age of people travelling yesterday was over the age of 70 because they don't feel safe in their own country. They think social distancing works better abroad. They get a bit of sunshine. They'll come back. If they have to quarantine, they'll do it. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of going, these are the people that are, people are, are coming on to radio stations like yourself saying that, oh, I want to protect my family. We all want to protect our family. This virus is going to be around for a very, very long time. So what are you going to do? Are you going to sit in Ireland for the rest of your days? Is that exactly. essentially is what you're are saying? Are you going to sit in your own community? The, like, the numbers of corona outbreaks have risen. But we're all, we're, we can all travel with, all over Ireland. We can all go up north for a weekend. We can all fly out of the north, fly back. Well, yeah, well, they have the 58 border. countries on their list. So you can go yeah. to any country there you want to and fly out from Belfast and come back and yeah. nobody's going to stop you. And unless and unless your fellow staff mates find out you've been away, then you're in trouble, aren't you? Exactly, but it's up to you to tell There's them. There's a lot of court and twitching going on, to a be lot, honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> like, like Aer, Aer Lingus is tied into the, um, the covert wage scheme. We're not getting paid by Aer Lingus at the moment. You're we're on getting, subsidy, yes. We're on subsidy. Yeah. We're not. So, so how much of a pay cut have you taken? Um, 70%. Okay, 70% pay cut? 70% pay cut is what we're on. We're basically only getting the wage subsidy of 350 a week. That is what we're working for. So we're not pushing... 30%, so that's 30%. So you're, you're, you're yeah, so getting, getting 70% of the state, but the, yeah, yeah, 70% by Aer Lingus. I get yeah. you, I get you. And when we fly, we're meant to get paid 30% by Aer Lingus, which we're not getting out Oh, so, you, so Aer Lingus are not topping up your salary? No, they're not. Now, but now, I, now don't get me wrong, I'm not having a go, but I, I can understand, they're not making any money. 
they've, and they've, they've, uh, come on, we but are they've the no rich, mo- I mean, look how much money are, they've lost. We, no, we're the rich, we are the richest cash airline in the world. We have cash. But that wouldn't be long disappearing after about four or five months of people cancelling their holidays. Not necessarily. Did I hear Michael O'Leary say normally they would deal with, I think, I'm quoting figures here uh, Mm -hmm. retrospectively, but I said, I think he said in one month we would deal with something like a million euros worth of refunds or a million customers, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. uh, And they said, but in this particular time, it's 25 million. So it's it's gone up tenfold, the amount of refunds they're going to have to give to people. I mean, you can imagine what it's like. It is. Yeah, I can understand that. But if if I'm if I'm doing my work, I do honestly think I should be getting paid. Oh no, I'm not. Now, Jesus, Cass, yeah, I'm saying now, you should. Yeah. Now the government has come out and said we are entitled to short time work pay because we're gone from working a five day week. Practically, some of us are only doing one point two five days in a month. There's some many days a week are you working, Cass? Um, I'm not back to work till the eighth of August again, right, and okay. that's only because I'm swapping on for flights. I'm helping people out that can't get their childcare sorted yeah. and all that. Now, there's a lot of our pilots haven't flown since the 14th of March. Right. So they're going, how well, that's we because with their, with their flights are down by 95%. Yeah. 95%. Yeah. yeah. And okay, well, well do, do me a favor. Just hold on a second because I want to go to Eddie as well. Eddie, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Eddie? How's it going, Niall? You have a holiday booked in September to Bulgaria. You're flying with Aer Lingus? I am. Okay. <laughs> yes. You might meet Kaz. Well, oh, oh, you might, might see me. You should throw you a free bottle of water. <laughs> oh, I, 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 no, but I, I agree with what that lady said. About, I was that's what we we had it in our head anyway. We were saying like bring our own food, whether it was available or not. We were thinking of doing that because we said it's it's safer. Yeah, keep our social distance. People, you've said it yourself. People, you need to leave people uh, um, take some responsibility. And uh, I, I mean, I was down in Dingle and uh, Tralee over the weekend, and social distancing has not been practiced stay here either. Well, now, Bulgaria it, is un, uh, unlikely to be on the green list because it's not even on the Northern Ireland green list. And, but, no, it's meant to be doing really well. I mean, I'm, well, I know, I'm, well, I know. It's, it's, but it's not on the, it's not, I don't see it on the, the Northern Ireland list, so you can, you can kiss well, or ask goodbye to that being on the Irish list. What? what logic is there? Well, there, there doesn't seem to be any logic. The same way as they talk about the United States as a whole, right? Yeah. They could easily. There's only three states in the United States have more cases and deaths than we have, right? Yeah. Uh, they could easily put other states in the United States on the list. Do you know yeah. where that where have not been affected? Yeah, I mean, we, we, it's we, massive. Then blanket, played blanket Spain, but as that lady just said, there, Lanzarote. Uh, is it? We, 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 why couldn't we go there if it's that safe? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, mean, well, Lanzarote no, is not I mean, part of the EU, essentially, is it? No. I mean, we, as I said, it was in a hotel. We went in to use the pool. Uh, I asked the lady why couldn't I turn on the bubbles in the, the jacuzzi, and she said, "Oh, because uh, of COVID and it'll splash in your face." And I'm like, "Hang on, I, I can dunk underneath the water. Where's the logic there?" Do you know what I mean? A load of the staff in supermarkets and everywhere are wearing visors, and visors, I don't think they offer any protection. Do you know what I mean? They wear a mask if they're going to do it, but the visors, yeah. are no good unless someone spits in your face or coughs in your face. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's so much illogic. I know, there, 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 I mean, there's a lot of illog- people who are illogical at the moment about this whole thing, but there's a lot of people illogical as well. But the, Okay, so you're going, you're going come hell or high water. Now, do you I work, by the way? Come hell or high water now. Are you I, working? I I am. I'm self-employed. Oh, within well, your grand, you can self-isolate if you want to. So I can. Yes, my wife works. In are you going to yeah. self-isolate? I would. I want you to be honest with me because you know you're going to lose work. I won't do it the way people are saying. I would reduce what I would do to the way. So I you're not going to self-isolate? Is that what you're telling me? If I no, if if I have to. Well, no, well you don't. Well, here's the thing. Le- legislatively, you don't have to because nobody is going to arrest go, you. No, I won't go if I have to self-isolate. No, so that's the same. So you're not going to. Yeah, you? But that's, yeah. that's going to be made on a financial See, Kaz, this is the problem. See, people yeah. don't have to self-isolate, really. They don't. It's because they're being asked to. It's a recommendation. Yeah. And all the adverts from the HSE all along up to three weeks ago said, if you travel from abroad into Ireland... You, it is recommended that you quarantine for 14 days. Now the adverts are saying you restrict your, your movement. Yeah. So I think restrict your movement is better. Restrict your movement. Yeah. Why, why can't, you, why can't yeah. the government bring in the system like... Ev- if you fly into Landrossi at the moment, before you get off the aircraft, it is the same in any country, your, your health form. If you don't fill it in, you're coming back with us. Yeah. You're not getting off the aircraft. They, you have to trace everything, your movement, for the last 14 days within your own country. Then when you yeah. get off the aircraft, you're bussed into the terminal. You're walking through a scanner that does your temperature. Temperature is not a sign of no. COVID-19. No, but it certainly reduces the, the, the reduces, obvious infection. It does reduce. Yeah. If you have a slight temperature whatsoever, 
you are then brought to one side and you're basically tested there and then. But this is what I said earlier. I don't know why every country can't do that. Why are not doing it? Yeah, I, I don't know why Dublin Airport, DAA, it's going to cost some money, but I'm sure the state would have to would, would fund it, um, that everybody, let's get things back to some level of normality when it comes to travelling, for business point of view as well. Uh, let's get people in and out of the country, but that everybody that comes into the country is temperature checked, and those who come from high-risk countries or those who have a high temperature should be checked. It takes 20 minutes. Yes, no, I'd, I'd willingly pay for it. That's what I'm saying. Well, it's it's whatever. A hundred quid for a test that takes five hours. Uh, Two hundred quid for a test that takes you know twenty minutes. There you go. Yeah. 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 Job done. Job done. And not only that, all all these HSC forms that people are filling out on board and they hand them in to going through security when passport control, and they're in the bag at all. No, I, somebody talked to us the other night. He, ca- he came to Cork Airport. He forgot to fill out the form. They told him with this scabby little pencil hanging on a string to fill out the form. Mm-hmm. And he said, nobody even checked it. Nobody checked it. No, he walked they're, out of the airport. They're, yeah. they're, not, they're not even checking your phone number. You can, give, well, you can give Mickey Mouse's phone number if you want. So what is stopping now? You, you come in from Lanzarote tomorrow. You fly into Cork or Dublin. You fill out that form. You put down a phone number. They're only going to phone you. Niall, are you at home at the address you've given us? You can say, yeah. There's nobody physically yeah. checking that Very you're true. there. Yeah, she doesn't even answer the phone. Yeah. They've, they've already said two-thirds of people are not answering their phones. Are not answering their phones. Yeah. And then when they tried to... Fl- My nephew got stranded in Poland for four months. He came back four weeks ago. He'd done his isolation. He was phoned twice. Well, his girlfriend came over, who was never phoned. And we were yeah. like... so. There's no way of checking people. No, and so the only way to do this properly, because Eddie has clearly said that he's a self-employed person, and like many self-employed persons, at least he's being honest, he's not going to self-isolate. He needs to work to make money, right? So the bottom line is, the only way to do it is check people's temperatures and test people if you believe they're from a high-risk country or they happen to have a temperature. Joe, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Joe? Hey, Neil. Neil, how are you doing? Well, you were planning on heading away on holidays this year, were you? I, I am. Uh, I, I have a holiday booked for uh, the first week in September. Actually, the start of the second week in September. And, um, okay. So, I, where are you I, going? I wanna, uh, Lanzarote. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, I actually want to pick up on something that you mentioned earlier, uh, and, and I, I do have a couple of points that I, I'd like to make if that's okay, Neil. Yeah. Go ahead. So, um, so one of the things you talked about earlier is that uh, the minute uh, section of the population that have actually been infected with coronavirus and if you look at the numbers that we are being told um, about 0.5 of 1% of the entire population uh, has been infected with the coronavirus mm-hmm. and, and for that we have destroyed livelihoods uh, we have destroyed our way of life, we have destroyed our society uh, and we have absolutely no leadership or accountability. So they're, Well, their uh, argument, and uh, Joe, just to be fair, I have to give you their argument. The reason yeah. that they destroyed the economy, or is, is, as you put it, or locked down the country, um, and people, yes, lost their jobs and many secondary deaths will happen from that, is their argument is yeah. that if they didn't do that, that that tiny percentage would have been a lot bigger. Okay, so let's go back to March 11th. Leo Varadkar, two days before lockdown, said, regardless of the measures that we take now, tens of thousands of people will, will die. die. That's right. Regardless. He did. He did, he did say Regardless. That. Well, they were wrong. But, and, and, they, and the reason they were wrong was because the, um, and the analytics that they used was from the Imperial College in London, um, which yeah, was complete. Model. Yeah, the model that they used was completely inaccurate. The Absolutely same way as they said in Britain, wrong. they said in Britain 500,000 people would die. So, again, I want to remind you and everybody else that's listening, uh, a few weeks ago, Leo Varadkar came out and he said quite, quite openly that they count every death as a COVID death. So for uh, March, April, May, every death that occurred in the, in the country was counted as well, a Well, if, if, if they were COVID or suspected as being COVID. Or, without a test being done. I know, I know. Without, I, 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 I'm, Joe, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think it's quite bizarre that you would put on somebody's death certificate or that you would even count somebody as a COVID death who had never been tested. I, be, I believe that's quite bizarre. But that's just the way and they did it. And, and it. It is the way they did it, Niall. And it is, it's not only bizarre, it's actually scandalous. Okay, but getting because, back, I want to get back to your holidays. So, okay, my, my holidays. So you're, my you're going to Lanzarote. I, I don't think Lanzarote is going to be on the green list, right? I, I doubt yeah. it very much, right? Um, yeah. I, I want to see actually, is it on the Northern Ireland green list here? Let me just have a look and see. Um, L, M, no, it's not. So, 
So okay. Neil, it's, it's, a, it's a recommendation that you don't travel, right? Yes. It, it's, not, it's not actually... It's called uh, unnecessary no. travel, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, unnecessary, uh, it all depends on my perspective. You're Most travel is unnecessary, to be honest with you, but however, yeah, well, by, by, well, by pure definition, well, you're one. For me, this is necessary because I, I do want... I, I do feel I'm, I'm entitled to... A holiday. Uh, go somewhere, uh, go somewhere to, to de-stress from, uh, from everyday life. Right? Okay, so will you be isolating when you get back? Uh, will I be isolating when I get back? So I, I, I work for myself, so uh, I can work remotely. I have the ability to do that. What do you do for a living? Uh, I, I, I have a, a solar TV company. I'm part of a solar TV company. We, we install a solar, solar uh, photovoltaic. Oh, right, okay. So, so do you have to be on site? No, I don't have to be on site. I can work. Yeah, but, my... but I want you to be completely honest with me, Joe. Are you, as yeah, a self-employed I, person, I, I are, you, are you going to isolate? I mean, one of our previous callers was honest and said he did not. Are you uh, going to I, isolate? I, I am going to be responsible in everything. Okay, that but I that's, do not the, that's not the question. I mean, I'm not giving out to you, Joe, because I'm, I'm telling you now, I'm not giving out to you because I've agreed with nearly almost everything you've said today. But are you going to isolate when you get back? The answer is no, you're not. You, you'll be responsible, but you won't isolate. I, I will isolate to the point that once I am confident that I am not sick uh, and I will not put any of my uh, staff or anybody else, my, my family, at risk, then I will, again, it's about being responsible. And I will isolate for as long as I need to, to make sure that I am not a threat to anybody else. I have my own opinions. I have my own values. I have my own sense of responsibility. I am not reckless. At the same time, well, there are people out there accusing you of being reckless, and me, by the way, if I wanted to go on holidays or anybody, the country has divided itself into those. Actually, no, no, no. The country has not divided. Well, the itself. state has divided the country. Okay, so and that's my point. So I, okay. I want to say one thing to you. If Just I very may. quickly, I've got one minute. Go on, go on. Okay, so uh, yesterday masks were made mandatory. I went into a coffee shop yesterday morning. You can walk into the coffee shop. You can order your coffee, you can pay for your coffee without a mask. But if you want to sit down, you have to put a mask on. Can you explain the rationale of that? There is, there is no, absolutely zero rationale to that. I, I, I'm not even going to try and justify it. Joe, I wish you well on your holidays. Have a great time and enjoy it. I'm actually jealous of you. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.